You're listening to NCG Top 100s, a National Club Golfer podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to the NCG Top 100s podcast. In each episode, we try and take you into a virtual clubhouse and get the inside stories about the courses that feature in the ranking lists you can peruse on our website at nationalclubgolfer.com. I'm joined, as always, by the man ultimately responsible for putting these lists together, NCG Top 100s Chairman Dan Murphy. Dan, welcome. Thank you, Steve. Great to be here again. Today we're visiting a course considered by many as not just one of the best in the UK, but one of the finest in the world. It's been the site of some of golf's most memorable moments, whether it was the duel in the sun between Tom Watson and Jack Nicholas, or one of the finest rounds in major championship history when Greg Norman scorched round in a memorable Sunday 64. It's a venue that's instantly recognisable with just a glimpse of its famous lighthouse and reborn thanks to a quite stunning transformation. Its Ailsa course must now be on every serious golfer's bucket list. Yes, of course, it's Turnbury, and today we're thrilled to be joined by the architect of that renovation, Martin Ebert, and the resort's director of golf, Ricky Hall. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you. And Dan. So let's start at the beginning, chaps. How did the pair of you become involved with Turnbury? Ricky, you better go first yeah, there, as uh, you were well before me. Yeah, well, I've been very lucky to, to have been here for, for 21 years um, and, and currently director of golf. I've been director of golf for the last 10 years at, at Turnbury. So so I, I was firmly here when when uh, the, the Trump organisation bought the property in, in 2014, Martin, we, we had a, a strong relationship with Martin, you know, pr- previous to the Trump organization on getting involved in the, the, the renovation of the Ilza course. This time, you know, he was involved. He was involved in the, what was the entire course and involved with the Ilza changes that we made for the for the Open Championship in 2009. So it was a strong relationship with Martin anyway. And then Martin will let you take on from there, probably. Yeah, well, probably in, in, in that case, uh, Ricky, maybe... Uh, uh, did know Turnbury from almost as 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 early as you started there. Um, I remember going with Donald Steele in in early years. You know, sometimes for pleasure. Um, it was always one of Donald um, and his wife Rachel. Always one of their favourite favourite haunts. Um, they were you know great lovers of Turnbury and uh, and the general manager at the, at the time. You remind, remember remind me of his name, Ricky? Um, Chris Rouse, isn't it? Chris Rouse. Nice, yeah. And so you know we we just loved our times there. Um, I think the report for the 2009 Open was. That was done under the auspices of Donald Steele and company. But then I think Mackenzie Neva, I think we then took on and implemented that in the run up to that open. Yeah. And the fact that we started our company in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, that was a great experience getting to know Ricky really well. George Brown, what an incredible man mm-hmm. he was, uh, the course manager, a uh, tremendous fi- figure of the game. Um, and so it was, it was tremendous to get involved with the course then and then to actually be able to continue that with uh, with Mr. Trump's um, input was, uh, you know, was a dream come true. He didn't really know us. So it was uh, it was very fortunate that Peter Dawson of the of the RNA chief executive at the time, um, he, he told Pete, um, Donald Trump, he said, uh, when, when Donald went to him and said, Look, I'm, I'm thinking of taking my architect Martin Hawtrey to, to Turnbury to have a look. And 
And Peter very, very kindly said, well, you might want to think about a different Martin on this occasion. Um, he said, I, I know that Martin Ebert has been advising at Turnbury for years. And with that, set up a call with uh, with Mr. Trump. So that was uh, a very, you know, very always indebted to Peter for that. And uh, and mm. luckily we hit off well and, and you know, we, we carried out the work with uh, with Ricky. So fantastic experience. And, uh, and of course, it's now astonishingly five years um, since uh, the, the, the Ailsa uh, reopened. Uh, seems remarkable because it, did, it really does feel like perhaps two years ago. Um, Ricky, can, can I just start with you and just ask, mm. you know, how, how, has, how, how have those changes settled in? Because obviously when you reopen somewhere, that isn't quite the, the finished thing. You know, a golf course uh, beds in, doesn't it, over time? So um, so how's it settled in five years on? And and can you just describe um, the the course that, that that we have today? You know, thanks to the work of Martin. Yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 bedded in well to answer the question straight off. You know, it's been it's been incredibly well received right from the get go, right from when we opened up. I mean, I think there was so much you know talked about it. There was so many people had a you know loved it for what it was, but could see that there was potential there to to make it better and 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 what Martin you know delivered there by way of the changes it was it was so well received um you know the great thing the great thing about it over the first couple of years there was there was a lot of you know inquiring from the from the trump organization as well from eric and and, and mr trump just around the feedback they would received and 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 what the feelings were and there was a couple of changes that martin came back in to to look at so it was great to be able to continue to polish what 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 Martin had done, um, and and that was just really a couple of simple things around nine and eleven. Really, Martin wasn't it that we made a couple of smaller changes, but but again for for the better. So the the feedback has been incredible from 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 the get go. It's been it's been so well received. You know, we've not had any. You know, I, I, to change something so historical, so loved, so so storied, and to make the number of changes that that that. That, that Martin did put in place, it would have been very easy to to live in a world where people said, "Oh, I remember the the eleventh was a fantastic hole before. I can't believe you've changed that. You know, eighteen was this, and 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 to be honest, we've we've had none of that, which is quite incredible when you think of of what there was a course meant to people anyway, um, and 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 how they feel about it now. So no, so it's really been a it's been a fantastic journey. And, and Ricky, from your perspective, what is most different um, about the Ailsa now to w w when you think of it seven or eight years ago? You know, we, we, uh, how how has it changed in your eyes as somebody who obviously knew it very well before and, uh, and now knows it well again? Then, well, I think everybody everybody appreciated that it was probably one of the most picturesque golf courses in in the world in the setting and the, aesthetically, it, it was as good as 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 anywhere. You know that people would people would make comment about, but I suppose there was always that. You know, Turnberry always kind of it showed you what the opportunities could be. I suppose with the coastline, the fact that we were so close to the coastline, and and you did kind of touch it and seal it, see it and feel it for for a number of holes. But you always knew that there was there was you know maybe better opportunities hugging the coastline that would have been there. And who knows, you know, a hundred odd years ago with the right machinery, know how, and money. You know, I firmly believe that that what Martin has is has developed and designed would would have probably been something that, that they might have wanted to do way back when. So, you know, I think from a from a playing perspective and from a resort um, guest perspective, I just think it's such a 
it's such a memorable stretch now that that four through eleven, the stretch and and you know it, it goes par five, par three, par five, par three, par five, par four, par three, par five, par three, which is quite an incredible stretch for a championship course to have, but it makes it all the more memorable for the resort guests. You, you know, people love love fantastic par threes. They remember making eagles and birdies and par fives. That's part of a resort and a, and a golf experience and. And you know, married married to the setting, which is you know second to none. It really just gives that the the, the playability is there, but the, the you know the, the memorable experience that people get from those golf holes. Um, it, 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 you know, it's a joy to talk to people about it because they are. It's, it's a stunning design and a stunning setting, isn't it? It it, it certainly is, and um, I, I was re- just remembering, just uh, just talking myself through the uh, the new layout, just just how much has changed. You kind of um, you know you forget that when you haven't been for a, a couple of years, and I I, I remember um, from your quotes, uh, Martin, at the at the time, you spoke of how Turnbury had had um, had had so many different iterations and and so many different designers had uh, had looked at various parts of it, and you, and you felt that that gave you perhaps a little bit more license than you might have had at some other Open Championship venues is, is that still how you feel now um well i think in you know in, in terms of um the opportunities that we had um, there had been lots of talk about for instance the ninth hole the, the par three playing across the across the bay remember again going back to george brown he tells a, he used to tell a wonderful story about mm. gary player um going out and saying this is where the hole should be and and doing press-ups before hitting a wine up one iron over there and then having to, to go up to a three wood and eventually a driver i think so that some of these ideas were in were in uh, already being thought about um with uh, there was then the acquisition of the land at the far end which allowed the 11th to be um, put into new ground effectively that Turnbury didn't own before correct me if i'm wrong ricky but i think that's yeah. the case yeah. um and and george again before he sadly passed away you know he he did have that as an idea but the previous owners had no passion, no no desire at all to to take the opportunities that that, that lay there. Really, you've got to say it was Mr. Trump um, and then lastly, you know, his son Eric coming over. Um, really, that have have given everyone the brief at Turnbury to make it as as good as it can be, um, and and that's incredible to have as a brief, and incredible not to have to go through a whole series of committees and what have you. Um, I remember when we presented the proposals to the the Turnbury Golf Club membership. Mm-hmm. Um, there was absolutely there were no questions. They just said, "Yeah, you know, when can we? When when can it start? When can when can it happen?" So normally you always get that, you know, reservation, especially when it is a classic. Um, but I think you know we said to Mr. Trump that it's really important that we produce really good visuals for this. We've got to show not just the members of Turnbury Golf Club, but the golfing world that what is going to be done to Turnbury is in its best interests. Because there were obviously plenty of people waiting around to say that this is you know travesty to. Um, to, to mess about with a great a great classic, but of course Mackenzie Ross, you know, he came along just after the Second World War and 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 completely renovated it after so much damage had been uh, caused to it during the war and did an incredible job. Um, we did do that historic research and we we found incredibly shaped bunkers, the big donut bunker in front of the tenth um, that had a completely different shape, beautiful rough edges. So there's been an element of restoration to this as well, but I have to say that yeah, there's been, it's really been pushing Turnbury forward in terms of of new holes. And I have to give you know Mr. Trump um, and Eric you know a lot of credit for that because you know they they were constantly coming up with ideas. You know what about this? What about that? The number of iterations of the plan that we went through is is countless. 
Mm. Um, and sometimes that, you know, quite often they didn't end where we've got to now, but they did perhaps lead in a certain direction. So, um, so yes, it's great that, you know, we're, we're benefiting from, you know, the, the, the good reaction to the changes, but I can't emphasize enough what a collaboration it was has been with, with Mr. Trump pr primarily, but also Ricky, um, with, with Alan Patterson, you know, the great course manager. Um, so it's been a, a real team effort from everybody and, and a, a great enjoyable one to be involved with. Well, you're right, Martin. That, that the, you know, the work that you, you and your team did to provide that research and to provide the the information and 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 the the work that was put into showing showing what the before and after could look like. It was incredible the reaction to that. And as Martin says, you know, for for, for you know, 300 members in a room to be shown and talked through about what the changes to the Ailes, of course, would be. And for you know members of decades and members whose dads and granddads and grannies and all the rest that would be members before them, for not one question to be asked, um, it was it was very powerful, wasn't it? The fact that it that, was, yeah, that, yeah, that was you know, the first time that they'd been, the, the plans had been shared. Absolutely, and, and I think it is interesting, um, Dan. You know, for people to to understand, certainly it was interesting for me when we were appointed. You know, I didn't expect to be dealing with Mr. Trump. And Ricky, I'm sure you didn't on a day-to-day -day basis, but, uh, you know, we thought, yes, we've been appointed. We'll be dealing with somebody from the Trump organization. But no, it was, uh, you know, this is prior to his campaigning and, and just in the start of the campaigning. But it was Mr. Trump on the buggy, Ricky, wasn't it? I mean, you probably, yeah, you, you probably had that experience more than I did. And, uh, yeah, and so to, yeah, yeah, experience his, his passion for it, um, for golf, but Turnberry in particular was uh, was quite remarkable. Can you, can you just describe the experience of, uh, of driving Mr. Trump around in a buggy uh, around this golf course? Uh, I'd imagine it must be quite nerve-wracking. Well, it is, but he's, he, he is, you know, he, he is, you know, he's a, he's a golf nut, but he's, he's so passionate about golf course architecture and, and architecture in general, to be honest with you. But it was a real, it was a real passion. I mean, I, I like Martin, had no real understanding of, of what that, that could and would be like when, when he purchased the property. But, you know, the, the, as Martin said, the brief was how good can it be? What, what? Look at the the the, the site and and look at each individual golf hole and and even beyond each individual golf hole and 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 look and see how good it could possibly be. And he was he was so involved in that. I mean, day after day and 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 foul weather up and down dune scapes and and looking to see if there was a tee site or a green site or or a, 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 an op an opportunity to. To reroute part of the golf course, and and uh, you know he he was firmly interested as well in the the kind of history and heritage and what had gone before and and what had been done. So, so it was it was really fascinating to see that that level of involvement, level of passion, and 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 a real you know it, he was all about making it as good as it possibly could be. That that was that was that was basically as Martin says that was the brief, but that was his desire. And of course, the other thing, Dan, was that, you know, at that stage, the RNA, whenever you make changes, to these open venues, the RNA have obviously got a great interest in it. So, um, so we did have, you know, we had full input from, uh, from the RNA championship staging team. Um, it's all very well changing holes, but, you know, you've got to get the spectators around, of course. Yeah. Now, one of the big, big changes that we made was, was to turn the championship 18th from a, a rather odd dog leg, you know, even though the great, yeah. incredible, um, open open championships that have seen such drama on that hole, still a very odd mm. hole. 
And we wanted to really return the golf course um, to the coast for that final tee shot, play it straight like mm. every resort player plays it. But also, can you imagine, you know, the golf is silhouetted on the skyline there where that championship tee is now located. But of course, that meant that spectators had to be routed from, from the fifth through to the sixth across the line of the 18th. Um, so that mm. was a, you know, very... Um, tricky situation, which we, you know, we designed a solution in, um, in conjunction with with the RNA team to make sure that it would it would function well, you know, for an open. So, um, so we had that that it was when I was talking about the co collaboration that in, also involved, uh, you know, Peter Dawson and his and his team at that stage. Yeah, so I, I was going to ask you: Does it uh, is, is it frustrating when everyone talks about this particular piece of design work, and and, and everyone naturally concentrates um, uh, on on the changes to the ninth and the lighthouse and what have you, and and yet you've done so much more. And, and to me, playing it, that closing stretch is uh, is is an enormous change uh, from, from what was there before. Um, so, do, do you think people quite realise the extent of the changes? You know, beyond the most obvious ones. Yeah, it's an interesting question because mm -hmm. I suppose, you know, if people have experienced the old course, then then hopefully they would. But, you know, one example, for instance, probably, Ricky, would you say that the the best par three on the course prior to the changes mm -hmm. was the 15th? 15th? Yeah. And and now, you know, we have five par threes, which I think is a, a really good number. As Ricky said, people love playing good par threes. And mm -hmm. I don't know whether the 15th would, would be in the top three, possibly. You know, I think the great thing about it is that and, and I've experienced it. Everyone seems to have a different par three as their favourite at Turnbury now. So that that's the what's you know happened to the quality of them. Eleven was picturesque in the old days, but it wasn't it wasn't a particularly demanding hole. Um, now it's just an, in, an incredible uh, short hole across the the rocky inlets. Um, so so yeah, I think you're you're right. You know you can focus on a few key holes, but every green was 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 reconstructed, reshaped. Um, I think you could probably, Ricky. I always sort of say there's probably five five new holes there. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, so uh, and it, you know all the bunkers were reshaped, all the tees were rebuilt. So it was a, a complete rebuild, but but a redesign as well. It has to be said. But uh, uh, but at the same time, you know, wanting to respect that heritage that Mackenzie Ross uh, left because you know he did an incredible job in 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 turning it around after the war into into what people enjoyed until we, we came along with those changes. And Ricky, what do you notice um, your guests saying when they come off the course now, you know, co compared to 10 years ago? If they Do they have a different view, a different feeling, um, you know, when, when they're relaxing in the clubhouse afterwards? Yeah, I mean, I think it is. I mean, uh, for, for, you know, for people that have, it's the first time that they've seen and played it, you know, it's, I mean, regularly, it's, it's that's the best golf course I've ever played. I mean, that's that's a regular comment that I would I would hear every day, which is a lovely thing to, to hear every single day. <laughs> And and certainly for for people that knew it before, again, it's it's people are wowed by by the changes, and it's 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 even if you took the, like the first hole for example, and, and and the changes, the opportunity that was there at the at the first hole, which to be honest with you was you know previously was not a, a fantastic golf hole. You almost got away with it because it was a first hole, but when you think mm -hmm. about what they were, even we had the the senior British Open and, and and they were hitting six iron before six iron, eight iron, five iron, nine iron. You know, that was kind of the pattern. And you got away with it because it was the first hole and if it was thirteenth, fourteenth that would be, well that's you know, but but now the change to, to the first and, 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 and the new tees that were put in, the new angle, um and the green side and the bunker, it's just it's it just it's a it's a completely different level as a as a golf hole from from what we had there before. So right from the get go, you know, they get that 
that level of experience if you'd played it before and you and, and you're coming back to see the changes that you know right from the right from the first tee you're kind of thinking wow that's incredible so it's 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 a, it's a nice environment to be in talking to people about you know what what martin has done out there because it's it's uh you know it's it's so it's so positive everybody's feedback on on, on the changes that have been made and memorable I think 14 is the other hole, actually, as well, isn't it? Which is, yeah, one, yeah. that's you're quite right to focus on that. But 14, I think maybe you did get a, a slight glimpse of the sea from the very back edge of the green from the, on the old hole. But um, but again, what we wanted to do with the ninth, the old ninth being removed from the layout, that gave us the opportunity to put the 14th green up onto that old mm. piece of fairway with, with what, 180 degree views of the sea pretty much so so it was great to have the opportunity to return the back nine you know to those sea views really dramatic sea views at 14 um and then come back again at, at 18 for that championship tee so um so yeah there's there's been it's been some quite significant uh, alterations that uh, um as ricky says it seems to have gone down well Martin, for those um who for, for those listeners who don't know um links golf um, perhaps as um as intricately as you do it sometimes i feel that links golf is just seen as you know it's one thing it's the same everywhere and i, I just wondered if you could give us a very quick compare and contrast between uh, trump turnbury and uh, and obviously royal troon where you've also had a design input recently you know the, the two courses are whatever it is they're 30 or 40 miles apart um you know both open championship venues um but they're, they're very very different types of golf courses can you just explain um just the, you know the fundamental differences in in playing those two courses yeah well as a general point first of all you know links courses it's i always think it's incredible the different shapes and sizes and forms they they come in um you know you get the old course at st andrews which really doesn't have much elevation change across it um but you know fantastic intricacy of contours you know natural and to a certain extent you know, a little bit man-made as well with with old tom morris and uh, you know with, with some of the massaging he did to the first and the and the 18th for instance and even perhaps the second green but then you get the you know the huge sand dunes over on the west coast of Ireland. Um, you get Porthcawl in Wales, which is you know sort of sand blown across rock. Um, Troon, very much a you know a sand dune course. I would I would describe it as I think you know it, it, there's some calmer areas, but there's also some big dunes out there. Um, I think Turnbury, the one the, the great thing about Turnbury is that it has that combination of both. You know, it has the beautiful dunes in places. Um, but it's got that exposure to the sea. And I suppose that's one thing which Troon and Turnbury have is that there is the opportunity or not opportunity, but, uh, you know, the, the possibility of, of hitting it into the ocean, into a, the sea or the, the beach as a as a hazard or out of bounds as it is at uh, Troon. And that doesn't happen to very many links, as you know. So so I think that is that ties them together in, in some ways. But but Turnbury's got that sort of rocky coastal edge combined with the sand which you know i think the sand gives obviously the you know the perfect medium for 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 links golf for playing it along the ground as well as through the air um, but it's given it that majesty of holes playing from you know one point on that rocky coastline to another um, and i think this project um you know that we we've, we've been involved with you know has really allowed turnbury to take advantage of all of those great you know those those great coastal stretches Whereas before they were a backdrop to the holes, now they they are a real real feature of of well the fourth, mm -hmm. um, you know you've got to say well the eighth is pretty much pretty much in the same location, 
um, but the, yeah, the sea's just off on your left there. Nine, obviously, <laughs> from from my, I, any of the tees, resort tees or championship tee, uh, the sea's ever present in the mind. Ten, the way that just arcs its way around the bay now, um, is just you know one of the most exciting holes in golf. I think that's possibly my my favourite with the pushing the green on beyond that donut bunker and just having the horizon line and just you know, if you just overdo it, you're you're into the drink behind, but uh, plenty of danger all the way down the left of the hole as well. And 11 as well, just, uh, you know, just you, you, it's dream stuff for, for a golf course architect mm -hmm. to, to be asked to look at a piece of land like that and produce the, you know, the best there is. Thanks, well, man. It's, amazing. it's amazing, sorry, just jumping on that, just it's, it's incredible the amount of conversations that we would have with guests about the walk from the 5th to the 6th up on top of the dunes and giving people that that view, which is, which is incredible. Um, and it's a view that we never actually shared with people before, you know, the 7th, the six tees and six green, you would you would kind of get close to it on the seventh, the seventh tee, but not quite. Um, whereas now that walk from five to six is is uh, you know the number of photographs that must have been taken on that pathway from five to six is so that, that and that links the whole story of that that stretch together as well. You know, it's it's so dramatic, and and again, just as Martin says, a very few links courses give you that experience. And that's an interesting one, actually. That walk, Ricky. I think there's, I think it's in in the hotel somewhere. There's that lovely old poster of mm. Turnbury, and it shows that June Ridge as a sort of a, a, a sort of a pleasure walk, almost. I think. I think yeah. it was it was sort of known as. So it's in a way it's restored that for that particular walk. And I agree that's that was one of the the happy um, sort of uh, happenings, I suppose, that. That, that came about as a result of this was that you get that exposure to the coast you know along that stretch which at one point was thought to be uh, it's a bit a bit disjointed you've got to go from the fifth green through to the sixth tee and you've got to go past those that championship tee on the 18th okay. but pe people mm. see the beach they see the championship 18th tee and think oh, that's where that's where the, you know the, the greats hopefully at some stage will will play the hole um mm. and uh, you know it's very very special area of turnbury and, uh, Ricky, how's it, how's it been um, uh, up at Turnbury for the last couple of years? Uh, you know, we're, we're obviously um, hugely missing, um, particularly uh, transatlantic um, tourism. Um, you know, has the golf course been um, much quieter than, than it would normally be? And, uh, you know, how's it been? Yeah, no, it certainly has. I mean, obviously for us, that, that kind of international leisure guest and global corporate, I suppose, as well, would be the two marketplaces that we would... You know, be, be, in the summer months, be be very busy with traditionally, and obviously, that that has has disappeared for us. So so it's had a big change. I mean, we've you know we've certainly been a lot busier with the domestic market, which which is great. It gives us that that opportunity to to, to maybe have more people visit us that would traditionally have a, a golfing holiday away in Spain, Portugal, wherever else that they would want to go. That we've been able to get them to Turnbury and and, and see see exactly what, what what the resort is so that's been a great exposure but obviously it's been it's been where where golf has generally won through this you know last couple of years um by way of activity and people finding the game or returning to the game and and, and membership drives and 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 how buoyant the game of golf is we're certainly a a loser at this moment in time but the great thing is the game of golf is in a healthy place and people will always aspire for the next for the next thing and you know hopefully as i say that domestic market we can grow and on what we do and we look forward to welcoming 
you know, more of the international guests and the, the, the corporate world back as and when it's uh, in a position to come back strongly. So we're certainly seeing trickles of that international marketplace coming coming back um, over the mm. last few weeks, but it's it's definitely a lot a lot quieter than we would normally be through the summer months. That's for sure, Dan. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, we obviously sincerely hope that um, we have uh, our American friends back playing golf uh, very soon, don't Absolutely. we? Um, I just had what, one final question, Martin, just on uh, just on um, architecture. Um, the I don't know if you pioneered this uh, on the Ailsa, but the, uh, I was very struck by the technique of uh, of naturalistic bunkering on the fairways, you know, with the with irregular shapes uh, uh, and, uh, and rough growing off them, uh, combined with uh, revetted bunkers um, greenside. And I, I've heard it described as a sort of fusion style of um, of design. I just wondered where, where the idea came from and how you describe it yourself. Yeah. Now, the, uh, when we... As I described earlier, we, we carried out that historic research um, and the old aerial photography showed these very intricate shapes, um, not just the big donut bunker, but they, they were all larger. Um, they all had you know, much rougher edges and the ground photographs that we could locate as well also showed the same sort of feature. Um, and I think it was, Ricky, can you probably know more accurately? I think it was in the 80s that, that they were changed to revet, revetted bunkers and obviously made a lot smaller to make you know, the, revet the revetment um, job yeah, was right, easier. Yeah. Um, so it really wasn't... It still shows them, doesn't it? It still shows the yeah. revetment bunkers. Yeah. Uh, naturalised ones in 77, so it must have been prior to the 86 yeah. Open, I think. That's right. So, and this happened to a lot of courses, really. So, yeah, definitely not pioneering. I think what we would, you know, describe it as, certainly in the rough edge ones, it's going back to, you know, what, what the bunkers used to look like. Mm. Um, when it came to the greenside bunkers, again, this was where you know it was, it was great to debate things with with everyone involved, um, and the you know there was a, a strong feeling, and, and in the RNA were were, were keen to see um, shots which just missed greens, not ending up in thick rough on the edges of a bunker, but getting into the bunker. Um, so that that's what led to this, you know, as you described, fusion of uh, of two different styles. So it became very much, you know, if it was if it, if the bunker was set into rough, they'd be rough edged. Uh, if the bunker was in the middle of the fairway, like we've got at the at the second hole, for instance, the, the central bunkers there, you know, they they would be revetted, and greenside would be would be revetted as well. And it, I I was wondering, you know, just how that would look, uh, but I I was actually you know pleasantly surprised, I think, to see the you know the the vistas that that are produced when you got both in a, in the shot of a photograph i still think it it does look uh, you know very attractive and then the other thing of course that that we did you know do fairly extensively at, at turnbury um, and other courses and people describe it as a bit of a fad but uh, but it's this development of, of of open sand areas bare sand areas if you like to describe them um, as that which really is again a return to the way a lot of our links courses used to be over the years the organic levels have built up and gradually they've become grassier and grassier and grassier um, and you know this is really putting it back in time to a certain extent the ecologists say that that's a, you know that's the right process to to undertake um, so it's it, it also produces you know some really stunning vistas from from tees um, and some of the drone shots as well in particular for you know not just Turnbury but other courses you know produces some incredible images um, and and you know so I think on both of those fronts you know the detail of what's been done with bunkers and sand areas has, has added to the project. 
And I, I can't possibly let it go without just having a little bit of a probe about um, about the Open. We, you know, we've talked about how these changes were made. You know, the, the dream is to see the players standing there on that new championship tee on the 18th um, sunset behind them. So we uh, we know we're going back to um, St Andrews uh, next year. Uh, Hoylake in 2023, Troon 2024. There are strong rumours that Lytham might perhaps get 2026 for the centenary of, uh, of Bobby Jones winning there. I just wondered if we had any idea when we might see any prospects of the Open returning to Trump Turnbury. I mean, I think that that we all got first and foremost, we would obviously lo- love it to return and, and we're ready, willing and able as and when there's an opportunity for it, for it to return. It is. I mean, we, we obviously the, the RNA have said that, that it won't be at this time, and and you know, but as and when it is, it is right for it to come back. We we cannot wait, and I think that you know that to see the best players in the world playing the golf course as it is now, it would be it would be so sad if that wasn't sometime in the in the near future, and 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 we didn't have to wait too long for that because it's. It's uh, it'll, it'll be a thrill when it does. So that's, that's all we we really say at this time is that we're we're ready, willing, and able, and and here's hoping that uh, that it'll be sometime soon. Fifty years anniversary of Julian the Sun in twenty seven. So we twenty seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it's, if it's all about history and heritage, then that would be a nice. But 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 that is all we mm. can really say at this time. The, the 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 word on the street was that um, the the RNA didn't consider Turnbury uh, while Mr Trump was in power as president. Was that ever anything official, or is that just something that that, that we hear? Yeah, no, I don't think they ever they ever said that 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 directly. I think I think the RNA just always said that 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 you know we we are still in the Open Championship um, thoughts and on on the rota, and then obviously they they've come out further and said that, that it won't be. It won't be at this time, but uh, as and when, as and when they're ready to look at bringing the championship back to to Turnbury, um, we, we're ready to, to to host it and 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 very much look forward to it. It's such a fantastic venue, and it, it, it's had it's had incredible championships and and firmly part of that history and heritage, which is is really what the championship is is all about. So we look forward to we look forward to being part of that again in the future, as and when the they're in a position to bring it back to, to Turnbury. And now, Martin, you've been unusually quiet. Do you have anything that you can share with us uh, <laughs> no, no. on this topic? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I share the thoughts of Ricky there. You know, to, to have a, such a stage um, for the you know the greatest event in the world to be played over. Imagine those images going around the world. You know, so there's a there's a lot, you know, for the RNA to to consider you know, a lot of positives from it. But obviously, they they regard the Open. That's the most important thing. Um, you know, just making sure that the the event itself is the focus of attention and not not other things. So, you know, they're they're very wise wise guys on on the committees and in the executive of the RNA. So, I'm sure you know they'll 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 make the right right decision. But it'd be great, you know, if if and when it does happen, um, I'll certainly be hoping to be there and and watching you know the great players of the game play one of the great courses in the world. Yeah, and I, you know, I think certainly from a from a purist perspective, um, I think we, we'd all love to see uh, Trump Turnbury uh, hosting the um, um, the Open again. On on and on, on that wistful note, I'll uh, I'll hand back to Steve. Thank you, Dan. Well, um, as you said, it's been the uh, venue for so many climactic moments at the Open that um, we look forward to the time that it can come back, uh, along with international uh, visitors, Ricky, but. 
while the pandemic continues to uh, assuage us at the moment, that does give the staycation visitors a chance to enjoy the delights of Turnbury as well, doesn't it? Well, of course it does. Of course it does, and it always has done. It's always been a, an important marketplace for us, and I just think it is. It's it's uh, you know for any for any golfer to come and get the opportunity to play to play the Ozo course and the King Robert the Bruce course, um, come and visit Turnbury and, and, and play these golf courses. It's it's uh, such a thrill for any any golfer to do that, and it's something that, that they certainly should. They should certainly try to do. They, they, they won't be disappointed in, in uh, the changes that have been made to the of course, and, 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 and what it is. So, so yeah, no, we'll look forward to we'll look forward to, to, to that UK market continuing to grow for us. It's a very important marketplace. And Martin, don't give anything particularly away, but are there any particular projects that Mackenzie Ebert are working on at the moment that you're excited about that we can see the fruits of soon? There is one very... Very uh, exciting one, I must say, but, uh, but but unfortunately unable to to divulge any information. But as soon as we can, then yeah, let's arrange another <laughs> another podcast. But it, no, very very exciting project. But uh, we'll have to keep it under wraps for now. And you know, we've got it's been really interesting just having to to work overseas without being able to get out there. So we've had to develop new techniques for that. Um, the visualization um, techniques that we Ricky mentioned. Um, earlier for Turnbury, you know, we've 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 pushed on with those those visuals as well. Um, so yeah, very exciting times in many respects. But uh, um, and as you say, you know, the the UK market is has been extremely busy. Golf, it's great to see golf sort of booming in so many parts of the world. So in general, that seems to have meant that clubs are are looking to improve their facilities and um, upgrade, keep up with the competition. So obviously that's kept us us very busy as well. But you know, as soon as I can mention the the, the the big one we've got then i'll uh, i shall certainly be in touch yeah the best shows always finish on a cliffhanger don't they so <laughs> that note, thank you both martin and ricky for joining us on the ncg top 100s podcast yeah uh, thank you very much thank for the invitation you, yes yeah. thank you